Alrighty. Another episode down. Thank God, I never have to play Call of Juarez again. Let's check the stats. Wait a minute. Where's the, where's the episode? Uh, Isaac. What's up? Ready to record? You should have started, like, 15 minutes ago. What are you talking about? We need to record the podcast. Call of Juarez, remember? What? No, we, we did that yesterday. Very funny, Taryn. Quit with the jokes. Let's start recording. What? Okay, well, yesterday was weird. Isaac? Where are you? We need to record the Call of Wars episode. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Okay. Where is this stupid episode recording? God damn it, Isaac. We never miss a deadline. Can you... <clears throat> Isaac, what the hell, man? Where's our recording of the Call of Juarez review? It's been like two days. It should be up by now. What do you mean? We were supposed to record like 15 minutes ago. Wait, what? Why is it... Why is it February 15th? That was two days ago. Why is February 15th? What the fuck? Where are you? Remember, we're supposed to record the Call of Juarez episode. Oh, <laughs> Not again. Why is it still February 15th? Oh my god. Remember? Recording? <laughs> oh no, 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 Call of Juarez? How the fuck did I get stuck? On the Call of Juarez review day. Of all days to get stuck. Any other day. Please. <laughs> There's good ways to die and bad ways. Like when someone shoots out your kneecaps and leaves you out in the desert to fry. <laughs> God damn it. Are we are we recording <laughs> are <you good>? again? <laughs> Fuck. We are recording. Again? <laughs> How many times we're, is that? We're recording. How many times am I going to record a, a review of Naked with you, Isaac? Well, How many times am I going to watch? Know, we, we never know. Wake up and the only thing on my planner is is watch Naked. Yeah, we we have to do this episode right. just in wanna... case if the time loop ends. We haven't missed an upload you know, we can't risk yet, it. And we will not. Right. And we will not not if it takes us it's been almost three thousand takes. We've, we've done this. Takes. It could end at any moment. If we can't be watch naked can't be too sure. Every day for ten thousand years in a row, I'll do it for you guys, the fans. I'll do it for you guys. Hi, mom, and welcome back <laughs> to the Good, the Bad, and the Boys podcast. Again, we are your hosts. I am Taryn. I'm Isaac, and uh, we are continuing our Groundhog themes of February. Yep. I mean, we are we're already past February second, but. But you know it's February. February second. Valentine's has already passed. Twenty twenty, right? Uh, what better? I, I, if I remember, yeah. God, it's been so long. I don't, I don't remember how it really was, Taryn. The real world. The real world. That doesn't matter because we're at home watching naked. Yes. A twenty seventeen. Maybe we were naked viewing it too, but you'll never know. I I'm gonna leave that out. That's stupid. Anyways, buddy, I hope 
I you better hope you're the one editing this episode because if I am, that's staying in. God damn it! <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> well, now that it's in the episode, you guys have listened to it already. Naked, a 2017 straight to Netflix film by Marlon Wayans. You may know him as the guy who did the the scary movie movies. Oh, yep. okay, scary movie. That's why the main actor is in there. Yeah, directed by Michael. Is his name Titties? Michael Tides is Michael T I D D E S. So Titus, <laughs> Michael Titties, or no, he didn't do Scary Movie. I'm sorry, uh, Marlon Wayans did not do Scary Movie. He did a Haunted House. Oh, uh, Haunted House. Paranormal Activity spoof one. Yes, yeah, so he did. He did a Haunted gotcha. House. He might have done Scary Movie. I, I just work here, but he, he's yeah. Marlon Wayans has had <laughs> an eccentric career. He's not the most highly regarded person in film comedy. Because a lot of the movies he's in are pretty shitty. <laughs> not gonna lie, <laughs> this one is not an this one is not an exception. We, since you know we're talking about it on a Thursday, that's the bad day. Naked, Jesus. What are your thoughts on Naked? Naked, yeah, it's probably the most obnoxious film maybe I've ever <laughs> ever seen. This was like it was just so weird. I don't know. Everything was so wrong. All the relationships were just so wrong. The family, uh, son-in-law dynamic, and oh yeah, just I, I don't know. It's just I I don't understand who these people are and what's going on. Um, mm. I suppose I don't know what to make of this film really. <laughs> I suppose if I was the son-in-law to be of the Allstate guy with his deep ass voice, <laughs> I, right. I too would develop crippling autism, as probably the character of Rob Anderson, played by Marlon Wayans, does in this film. I think you're right. Yeah, nothing really makes sense in this movie. Did you know that it's actually an American remake of a Swedish film? I am just seeing that. Wow. Yep. Naken. 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 Yeah, so Naken Naken <laughs> came out in 2000. It was a Swedish comedy written and directed by Torkel and Martin Knudsen. I don't know. I watched a lot of Midsummer this year. I'm getting way too into trying to do the Swedish <laughs> accent Swedish, Swedish culture yeah <laughs> but at least those two guys had the balls to be naked when they premiered it at Cannes Cannes Film Festival <laughs> oh so they were actually naked yeah on the, film. the two Swedish guys who the Nutsen not Nitsen brothers who made it naked yeah. uh they they showed up naked to to the film festival where it premiered they were arrested promptly Damn. They were probably arrested. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And even back in 2000, the reviews of Naked weren't good. They just called it like a shitty Groundhog Day where he's naked. And that's that's the catch. That's the whole hook of it is Groundhog Day, but he's naked. That's that's really what it is, yeah. And that's what it is. It sort of discards the more the Nietzschean elements of Groundhog Day and, and kind of the, the stoicism and the, the nihilistic themes behind it. Sort of that dark comedy aspect of it for more of a slapstick mm-hmm. comedy of just the same premise, just without the philosophy behind it. And they replace all the funny jokes. It's, with it's almost um, naked. It's a parody, really. It, it reminded me of a scary movie parody of Groundhog it Day. Kind of is. is. Yeah. It's like they just yeah. took what a haunted house did to paranormal activity and applied it to <laughs> a, another movie. Yeah. The thing is, is the parody genre doesn't work as well when what they're parodying, when what they're parodying, that's a word, is already a comedy. 
And if that comedy movie is better than the parody, like Star Wars had a pretty light tone, but Spaceballs was a good parody of it. Right. Uh, yeah. And but I'm not sure. But Star Wars, it was a lighter tone, but it wasn't like a comedy movie. And while Groundhog Day, like right. we talked about on Monday in our episode 30, wasn't originally intended to be a comedy movie, what was released, what was received by audiences was technically a PG comedy movie, even though I wouldn't trust the rating system from 1986 to <laughs> like 2000, as we saw True. with Howard the Duck, a PG-13, a PG movie yeah. with boobies in it. True. It was a different world back different, then. Different uh, time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with your statement. It's just kind of like a shitty parody. This is a parody of a parody of Groundhog Day, which is really just a parody of life. Yeah. And it has it has that like Desperados from a few weeks back. Yeah. Reviewed, uh, the... I don't know. It has like that weird like soap opera quality. The like know. television yeah, framing television quality. Yeah, the production it's just very flat. Yeah, I will say again, Howard the Duck, humbling experience. It makes it, may, it just makes you appreciate the bare minimum of cinema. <laughs> I was never, <laughs> I was never confused by the movie. I think the time loop. No, no, yeah. Genre, a subgenre, plot device, can be kind of hard to pull off. But I think, you know, from what I saw with the montages of him going back and forth and as we see him learn and grow and, and whatnot, I was never confused as to what point in the time loop he was in, uh, how many times he'd been through it, really, and just sort of like where he was yeah. in the day. So I guess props to the editing. It made it cohesive. Props to editing, yeah. And and honestly, the camera work, I will say, not not the worst. I've, I, I think like him, you know, going back into the elevator oh uh, yeah you know there was some fun little camera angles and camera movements but mm. uh, I, uh, yeah yeah i can see that the there props was, i can give it though there were times he gets like punched out and the way it's cut uh as he hits the concrete it's really just him hitting the elevator floor again and getting right. back to it yeah. so there were some so smooth, fun little you know movie magic yeah you know yeah nice that was good unfortunately what the editing department worked so hard to make cohesive was just like a shitty story with characters you don't that don't really matter <laughs> and uh, and themes that don't don't exist. Uh, I guess a brief synopsis. Uh, Naked is about a guy named Rob, played by Marlon Wayans, who on the morning of his wedding day uh, is trapped in a time loop. The morning of his wedding day, waking up naked in an elevator halfway across town from where he's supposed to be late for his wedding. And the whole movie is just him trying to figure out how to make it all work, how to get to his wedding on time, get everything right, the, the clothes. To and make what. the best wedding he can and understand his significant other yeah. the best he can. Yeah. Which I don't know why. I don't know. I just I just feel like this premise doesn't fit for like a time loop movie. I don't think it benefits from that plot device of, of being caught in a time yeah. loop. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on right. like, what it adds or detracts? Well, it's just, I, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I guess with the lessons that he's learning on how to be a better husband and he's a better man for her and, you know, getting approval from, from the in-laws and, and whatnot. I mean, sure, I guess, I don't know, the whole time loop, because, you know, we see it with Bill Murray, him trying to appreciate life a little bit more and just kind of uh, accepting the inevitable and but it's just the the dynamics with these characters and just who the characters are really it, it, they're just so weird and unrealistic <laughs> and 
I don't know. You just have really convoluted um, motivations between all of them. Like even her bridesmaid had like this weird jealousy and her her whole plot of getting him naked in the elevator and all that shit. And I don't know. It's just it's really weird just how these people interact. And even the dad, too. I, I mean, good on him for being like super strict, you know, on the fiance. But it just doesn't make sense. No one no one really makes sense even hit the main character going about trying to fix everything and really weird humor and really weird that like he ends up in a bathrobe and like dancing with like these this biker gang yeah. and it's just weird i'm like what is happening what are these people doing yeah like, who are these people they're like caricatures they're they're archetypes yeah just the, like the, they really are the basis point they're not really yeah the dad is you know textbook strict dad the you know jealous bridesmaid they don't really have anything to do. Yes, his fiance too, played by Regina Hall. It was she's like a good comic actor, <laughs> and she really, was, yeah, she was in I, the scary movie. Well, she was she played it straight, man. This was like yeah. a drama to her. She didn't, she didn't have anything to do. She didn't have like any funny lines or, yeah. or anything. She was just no, the only person who was given like she was just kind of brushed aside. Comic, you know, material was Marlon Wayans, and. But it all relied on his character being the most unrealistic person imaginable. <laughs> like yeah. This guy. Yeah. I think any normal person wouldn't take this many tries to like get their fucking wedding right. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And I feel like really none of the other characters really had very good comedic moments at all. I think it was just really just Marlon Wayans. 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 Um, oh, he up. just. I, I don't know. I think he was just given all the comedy bits, all the humor, and no one, it just seemed like no one else had that. Like Yeah, so it feels like over overstuffed on his part. You can't really take him seriously because every scene yeah. is just slapstick humor. It, it just makes him seem unrealistic, like nauseating. He's like just right. obnoxious, really, because all he is is just He's slapstick so comedy. It really is. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh my God, this guy is so annoying. This guy's so <laughs> annoying. And even all the jokes were that funny. I chuckled like a few times. I think I could count them on one hand. There's yeah. one time he jumped in front of a car. That was pretty funny. Yeah, there's definitely bits that I chuckled. It's not without like it's, certain humor. It's not that completely works, devoid like... of humor, but if his entire character is just like a, a you know a crack at making jokes, and you only laugh five times yeah. during the movie, then for you know ninety five percent of the movie you're just not enjoying what you're seeing. I think I laughed more at, at Desperados. I was kind of scared the whole time, you know. I was kind of scared. Oh my God, what what is wrong with these people? I'm yeah, scared. They're making me nervous. This guy doesn't need a time loop. <laughs> he needs a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was tough. Also, the just the theme again. The time loop doesn't add anything. In fact, I think it detracts from it, since a lot of these time loop movies, unless they have their own plot point going for them, like uh, what is it, Source yeah. Code where he's able to go back in time and relive mm. the same day to stop a terrorist plot, and it's explained what it is, the looping time and, and mm -hmm. why it's a thing, or or stuff like Edge of Tomorrow, where it's sort of like a sci-fi explanation yeah. for it. Those add something new. I'm assuming Tenet will probably follow along that. Too. Yeah, Tenet, Tenet with the inversion. Like it's we, that type of plot. Yeah. I've not seen Tenet yet, but maybe, yeah. That'd, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, so those things like add something new that fit their genres of it. Um, yeah. But otherwise, if it's just regular dude trapped in a time loop, it's going to get compared to Groundhog Day. And a movie like this yeah. is not good enough to be compared to Groundhog Day. 
especially since it disregards no, everything of a normal person trapped in an infinite time loop. So the sort of philosophy of that, like we talked about on Monday mm-hmm. and the, the themes behind that, learning to, to cope with nihilism and, and all that. He doesn't really get that. He gets it like a little bit in the third act. But most of the movie is just him trying to accomplish the same goal that he was trying to accomplish at the beginning of the movie. Only he just keeps failing, but he knows mm-hmm. he can keep failing until he succeeds and successfully gets married perfectly. Um, so I don't know. It just yeah. sort of took the stakes away because we, we also it saw really what happens when he gives up too and just sort of wanders around and like sees other people in love and gets sad and stuff. But that happens like an hour into the movie. So you know that's not the main point of the movie. <laughs> We don't even see yeah. the time loop shenanigans until I can. I counted it 24 minutes in was when he wakes up in the elevator <laughs> or when he wakes up in the elevator a yeah. second time and it repeats. So I don't know. It just felt like it was kind of tacked on to yeah. the plot. Well, and I, th- I think what what disservices that too is, is that the other characters just aren't relatable or they're just pushed aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a- again, they're just characters and it just would have been great to see way more dynamic between all of them. Um, that kind of enhances the whole time loop, you know, cause like, you know, Bill Murray again, like Rita is an interesting character and you know, there's, there's a lot of characters to play off of during that. That's what this movie lacks, I think. And you just don't care for this dude or, or care for anyone that's surrounding him. Even his fiance, you don't really, they really get to know her that well. Fiance. No, Exactly. Yeah, they're brushed aside as caricatures, so we just don't get good moments. Maybe, like, he doesn't need the wedding to be perfect, and it's a, you know, different thing of, like, okay, maybe I don't need to continually please, or, you know, like, maybe I am just perfect the way she, you know, the way I am, and that's how she views me as, you know, something like that. Uh, Yeah, something where where we could get more layers to the It's more personable. Yeah, Yeah. the other characters have a stake, at least. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's yeah, where it disservices for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like you were saying with with Rita, the characters in Groundhog Day, you know, they they have layers to them that Bill Murray's character sort of uncovers as he goes through his time yeah. loop, and we learn more about them. They get more interesting and more sympathetic. The insurance yeah. guy from high school, the like homeless guy on the street, the like lady in the inn that he's staying yeah. in, and Rita especially, they all like grow with him which is a, a testament to that script. Not that they grow as characters because they're all stuck in the same day, repeating the same thing over and over again. Right. But they grow from our perspective because we, the audience, learn more about them through Bill Murray's perspective right. since he you know, couldn't be fucked to learn anything about him before. Yeah, it kind of fulfills, too, what Bill Murray, this whole you know, 10,000 years looping of yeah what what he needs filled in his life you know what he's lacking yeah and he kind of finds it in other characters and it unravels you know as we get to know them more and that's just what this movie should have done but they again everyone's just the same person at the end um the the father-in-law doesn't change uh the yeah fiance doesn't change you even had this weird just the weirdest dynamic of her ex-boyfriend being there in being there and yeah. he's he's like a stand-in he's like the understudy the under, for the like wedding waiting in the to front marry row. his daughter i'm like what he's in the wings is, what the f- yeah he's in the i'm like what <laughs> is wrong with this family it was it did seem like ah, a reverse you, thing the yeah. character of rob that we see at the beginning of the movie i thought was already in the time loop or had come out of a time loop because he doesn't care mm. what anyone else thinks of him. He's doing him and he's happy. And he found a woman who loves him for that. 
And over the course of this movie, he learns he learns like the opposite <laughs> of what anyone else in a time loop movie learned. He he learns that he's he's happy when he conforms <laughs> to what other people want him to be. <laughs> Which yeah. in as being it's, a, it's almost a backwards thinking. It kind it's of so is. I mean, weird, I guess it's yeah. it's intended to learn that he he learns that he has to commit as a husband to, you know, to yeah. make her happy. But we don't really see that commitment unfold through you know, there wasn't like a conflict established between him and her at the beginning. Like he's kind of a he's kind of, you know, he does whatever. He he missed some dance lessons. He he kind of fucks around. He just wants to be a part time teacher. Uh, she didn't seem to mind that, though. There wasn't like a conflict between them before. The conflict was like her father's yeah. approval and her fiance, her ex-boyfriend and whatnot. And getting that right more for them than for her, which, like you said, detracts from her her character. Since she doesn't change, she loves him for who he is before he goes through his time loop shenanigans. And she's like, oh, okay, nice at the end, which I don't know. Nothing really right. changes for them. So, yeah, I think you're right on that one. Nothing. Yeah, it's it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> also, a weird scene, too, when he's like missing his flight just because of a lottery ticket. Weird, weird uh, way to miss your flight. But anyway, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and he just <laughs> announces to the entire airport. I'll do nasty things. To, I'll do anything to just get on this this flight. And oh my god! And then thank God his uh, yeah, his, you know, he's like right there listening in on it. I was like, oh. and for a minute there, I was you know you you think it's a different person just you know offering, and then she's like, and then it's established. Oh, then, oh. Yeah, that's, his, that's his fiance. How cute. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, she's that, like that was the weirdest exchange. She's like riffing with him in his moment of of desperation, where it kind of highlights what a mess <laughs> he is. It's like she knew it, she planned for right. it, she loves him anyway, and they're still hanging out. So that, like his his character flaws as they're presented yeah. in the movie aren't a conflict with his fiance. Like she loves him anyway, <laughs> they're a conflict with her dad, and so he doesn't. I don't know. I just feel like he didn't, the only thing he learned was conformity in the movie which I feel yeah, like would be the opposite really of what you learn in a time loop. I guess because, I don't know, this Pretty one's much. explained a bit more, the nature of the time loop, where the priest says this church has never missed a wedding, and when he is successfully mm. married, you know, he doesn't get reset with the church bells. It was the church bells ringing on the hour that resets him, it established. So I guess that sort of higher power plot yeah, device. Perhaps a divine. Yeah, sort of guided him in that direction. With a time loop, in which case, scary church. I think that priest is a like a definite superhero villain, right up there with Sierra Burgess. Oh, it's gotta be, yeah. He's definitely a, a deity or, or some yeah. you know, some celestial. <laughs> they got for the sure. fucking time stone up there in that bell. <laughs> yeah, he does. Very weird. Yeah, yeah. As a time loop movie, I don't think it really does anything with the premise other than provide really. an avenue. For Marlon Wayans. Oh, there was a a little, I don't know, maybe Easter egg, Groundhog Day Easter egg, where he does say to her that he's been there for like 10,000 days. Oh. And then knowing that like the original script for Groundhog Day was 10,000 years. Hmm. I I think that might have been a subtle nod. Yeah. Yeah. This seems like the shortest amount of time anyone spends of all the the time loop movies i've seen you know this one edge yeah. of tomorrow palm springs Ground in preparation Day. to spend your life with the person you love only ten thousand days like this guy definitely needed ten thousand years this guy needed ten thousand days to get one hour right <laughs> <Yeah>. lady move <laughs> on 
I still can't get over the airport thing. That was just so weird. If I ever thing? You heard wouldn't... my significant other say that, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to get off on this plane and never look back. You live in <laughs> you live in Hollywood, and you haven't offered to do degrading, nasty, nasty <laughs> things for to get what you wanted? No. No, I have not stooped to that level. Well, that explains why our podcast isn't monetized then yet, Isaac. You gotta commit. You're right. I you gotta <laughs> commit. I gotta. I gotta call in some favors. You get that good, the bad, and the boys only fans <laughs> up and running. How much? Uh, how much you, you want for this podcast? For the podcast. Oh God. Uh. Wow. But if anyone's offering, anyways. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, naked. Um, naked. What do you What do you think the the naked added to the premise? Added. Oh, the nakedness. The nakedness. Um, I don't know, maybe there's, you know, a little symbolism of, like, you know, exposing yourself, you know, being really vulnerable, <laughs> um, and just really identifying, like, your flaws, and just li- really looking inward, and, wow. you know, I, I don't know. Profound. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Profound, yes. I think you put more More thought... just an excuse to be naked on film, because, you know, to... Hollywood is perverted. Anyways, yes. Uh, <laughs> I think you put more thought into that dissection than they put into the script. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know because what no, is it like? I, I, I again, it was just another. It was another gag thing. And that's really <laughs> all it was. It was just for humorous effect. It's just an excuse to have some weirdo clown running around naked. All right. that's yeah, I don't know. Really Streaking took up like twenty five percent of the movie. <laughs> it did. Is yeah, the it's whole quite a bit. first part is dedicated to him. It, this guy's such a fuck up. He isn't even concern himself with the wedding he's missing out on for the first like dozen or so loops that he's in he just wants to find clothes as an excuse to put him in ridiculous <laughs> outfits and walk around town well he knows where his room is too and i'm assuming didn't he pack well maybe he didn't maybe he didn't have a suitcase i don't know i guess it was like a one night stand thing but i i, I don't know I, uh, I don't know his tux was just... hanging on the railing next to the bed at the hotel, but I guess his hotel was pretty far away from where he wakes up. He wakes up in a different hotel. Oh, that's right. I forget. Yeah, she dragged him all the way yeah. over to another place. Yeah. I don't know how she that's got right. just limp man's body that she was able to drag <laughs> yeah. naked through one hotel into a yeah. car and then through another hotel. I will say the security footage of her dragging him and like him losing his underpants, like that was kind of fun. I I definitely that was pretty. I could I could that was probably pretty fun to like <laughs> record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, right. i wonder if they had like someone behind the podium just like hanging on to it they just got like the <laughs> this boxers <laughs> some kid four years of film school for some, this some intern and he's just like <laughs> holding the bottom of his shorts some intern taking off marlon wayans underpants uh that's the highlight of his career yep wow <laughs> what a film what a film what a film well, anything else on that anything you'd like to add to Naked, profound uh, thoughts on think. Groundhog Day, but naked. Profound thoughts. Oh, you know what? I did like um the uh, combat. It's kind of fun. Oh, actually. the combat. I liked when he was like fighting against her ex. Where it briefly turns into not only a shitty version of Groundhog Day, but a shitty version of Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. That that little yeah, that's, moment. That's what it turned into. I I kind of I kind of like that sequence actually. I, I was that was pretty funny. Where he's just like calculating all of his moves. He's like, okay. Right, left hook. All right, I'll remember that next left time. Left hook. I'm just like going through, and I, I kind of thought that was pretty funny. And maybe you know had a little 
I'm sure maybe the Daredevil stunt guy from Netflix like came on and like the Daredevil no, stunt guy. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, but no, I I thought that sequence was pretty funny. That was alright, yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I also liked how he called his car to uh, Transformer, <laughs> the Lamborghini. <laughs> the Lamborghini, yeah. Waiting for it to transform. Yeah, there again. There are a few good chuckles in there. All of whom came from yeah. Marlon Wayne's character because nobody else had any jokes to tell. Yeah. And only like five. <laughs> None of them were actually characters. Of his jokes were funny. <laughs> they all went to him. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, overall, not not the funniest movie. Probably the the worst gag was him in a bathrobe uh, dancing with the biker gang. Oh yeah, trying like, to dance why, his way out of the, watching this? the biker gang uh, getting his uh, ass kicked. I was like, I don't understand what how that happened that was tough any of the naked related jokes not the best yeah and that's what eye rolls yeah that's what the movie's named after it's kind of the weakest point maybe perhaps and that is the title of the movie so yeah their entire niche within the subgenre here is the weakest point of the movie if that tells you guys anything about the quality of the film (laughs) that we watched yeah naked Yep, and that's that's it. Naked. Did you know Netflix. that Naked has a zero percent aggregate review on Rotten Tomato? It's one of the oh, no worst way. reviewed movies. Zero percent. Only like I think only like eight oh. critics or like less than ten critics reviewed it, and they all gave it zero percent. Yeah, for good reason. For um, good, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It sucks too for um the Allstate guy too. The Allstate. Yeah, you know, it's like he's he's been he's been so typecasted as the Allstate commercial guy, and he's finally getting his breakout role and on netflix or you know as he's you know getting away from the the commercial life and he's in this type of film it's really unfortunate i don't know what other filmography he's been in but it just sucks that he has to be in this movie (laughs) that's true but not as much as it sucks to watch the movie (laughs) yes (laughs) really hoping he would say are you in good hands are you really hoping they would just slip that line in i wouldn't doubt that i was was hoping for it when he was cast they put it in the script i wouldn't doubt that any movie he's cast in they put it in the script and maybe like in his contract (laughs) he has it specifically stated like don't make me say any fucking all-state quotes or i will walk off the set (laughs) probably yeah he might have some conditions like that (laughs) so i didn't get any all-state vibes from him which was really unfortunate so that definitely just brings down my reviewing yeah that, that certainly knocks it down at least two points. Yeah, that this poor typecast oh, guy. Sure. I I was really hoping. Yeah, I think it would be a much better movie if I heard that from him. But it's okay. I agree. I agree completely. Zero percent. <laughs> That's a valid point. <laughs> it would maybe get a one for me if we heard an all-state quote, but we didn't. Yep. But it's not <laughs> Howard the Duck. So. So I can't completely shit on it. I just feel bad that all the work that went into making it pretty well edited is wasted on this premise and these characters. Oh, there's a couple of CGI moments too, wasn't there? Those those CGI bits. when he's like falling with the bell out of the ambulance and stuff. Yeah, falling with the bell. Yeah, all that all that work for this movie. All that work. That didn't even look that good and all it, those hours. it was better than the standard the movie set. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Good job Netflix. Good job. Great job Netflix. Remember when Netflix first started coming out with original movies and they were pretty good? It was like Beasts of No Nation was the first one. It was great. Ooh, I've yet to, to see that. But yeah, no, they've they've been coming out with good quality stuff. Yeah, they have and some good ones. Like Altered Carbon. And, Altered Carbon. You know, Castlevania. Season one. <laughs> you know, a good multi-genre, you know. Yeah, plethora of genre. Netflix is getting really into, like, like, anime, I saw. Like, a lot of their originals, like, anime shit now. They <laughs> got a lot of that on there. So, there's, I mean, Netflix isn't entirely, I don't think this movie will 
tank it at all. But I don't, yeah. It's just really unfortunate this... that they had to make this. <laughs> An unfortunate stain <laughs> on both in the Netflix, you know, repertoire and the time loop existentialist movie genre as a whole. <laughs> that oddly yeah. specific <laughs> movie genre. Yeah. I think they should just stick with uh, altered carbon existentialism and call it a day. It's yeah, about, get it's it. about as far as they should go, I think. Been canceled. It has. Altered Carbon well, is benched. From, from, so it's only season two now? It's just season two. Yeah, leave it to Anthony Mackie to kill fucking decent Shokan. Oof. Why didn't they just have the Suicide Squad come guy come back? He's way better. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, oh, well. Damn it. Let us... I know, yeah. Yeah, let us know uh, what you guys' favorite time loop movie is and why. You can hit us up yeah. in our new Facebook, new spangled Facebook group we got. We get uh, free to yeah, join. You can start a discussion absolutely. with the boys. Talk shop about whatever you want. Movies, games, television, uh, Isaac's OnlyFans. We'll talk about anything. We're down to play games with people. We're down to to hear what you want us to review next. Make yeah. some suggestions. Gaslight us online if you want to just on. post the same thing every day at the same time to make us think we're we're reliving it. We're in a very fragile mental state right now, so it wouldn't be hard to convince <laughs> us of that. Yeah. Yeah, but links to our it's... social media in the in the description <laughs> of this this episode. Let us know what you think about naked or don't. Uh, let us know what you think about altered carbon instead. Yeah, we could talk, talk about, about altered, altered, carbon. altered carbon. I'd say let us know what you think about naked, but I don't want to talk, talk about, about naked better anymore. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about good Netflix properties. Yeah, talk talk to yeah. us about. Go go ahead and post some discussions. Talk to us about Palm Springs. Let's do it. Yeah, Palm Springs. That's... Hopefully, we can review that next week. Yeah, we should. Be cool. All right, sick. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. So happy to have you on. You bet. We'll see thanks you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Isaac, thanks for being Absolutely. a king. Well, th- thanks. You you too, Taryn. And uh, I, I guess same time tomorrow, because I don't know when we're going to get out of this. Yeah, sounds good. Same same time tomorrow for our naked recording. Good night, everyone. See you today. We appreciate you listening to this episode. This is The Good Speaking. And be sure to like this episode and subscribe to our podcast as we continue to review the good and bad of pop culture every week. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok to keep up to date on all our content. We'll see you next time, folks.